T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, so here's... I guess here's what we know at this point in time. Um, the Buffalo Bills had tweeted out last night, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center um, for further testing and treatment at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. He is currently uh, sedated and listed in critical condition. The, uh, the Bills were held to the stadium for a long time last night trying to figure out what to do. Um, they opted to fly them home. Mm-hmm. Which, as Pete mentioned, logistically is probably the best. I you got to find a you know hundred hotel rooms. Well, see, and, sometimes you know you and, got a convention rolling in the town. All this no stuff rooms. that you're you're planning on getting out the night of the game. They decided we're gonna we're gonna take them out. Which to me was also well, I ain't playing today. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was that was their sign too that you're not gonna you're not gonna reschedule the game today. Um, that we don't know the time frame. The NFL has not said anything the the week gets back for everybody else like the chiefs are scheduled to be back today and practicing mm-hmm. and then andy reed patrick mahomes whoever players scheduled to speak after practice today around 120 so the nfl week is like beginning yeah oh yeah especially right? with the saturday game it was saturday with chiefs the saturday teams game, playing right? saturday this week yeah and so uh the league's kind of back underway but not really underway and I'm sure that there's a whole bunch of questions going on of those teams that are all start to arrive today. Like, what are we doing? How are we moving forward? Let alone the two teams who were involved in last night's game. Yeah. We don't know the answers to that. The, the NFL, the NFL has not updated. They're going through everything. Um, uh, DeMar uh, Hamlin's, uh, he says, he calls himself friend and marketing agent, uh, Jordan Rooney. Uh, he was tweeting quite a bit last night about, the the status of of Hamlin and 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 a lot of it was kind of kind of good news like oh he was kind of calming things a little mm-hmm. bit like there may be some other things going on out here he's obviously in critical condition but he's at the hospital and and I don't know it's it it felt a little more reassuring like this was somebody trying to to stop the any kind of internet mis- doctor mis- stuff yeah. misinformation stuff that was going on. Uh, but again, he, he said the vitals were back to normal. They put him to sleep, put a breathing tube down his throat, and we're currently running tests. That okay. was that was the latest 
Uh, and all that is great night. news. Yeah. The fact that the vitals are back to normal is the key thing for everybody in all of this, I think. Everybody was pretty relieved to have heard that last night. So that's kind of where we stand uh, right now. Current events. Right. Right now. Big picture, we have no idea. And if they decided they had to schedule this game and get it played, you know, today or tomorrow, it's not a far flight from Buffalo to Cincinnati, which is the good thing. It's not like you're going New York to L.A. or something like that, right? This is a quick flight. You could probably be day of if you had to. It would be different. To, to travel day of yep. and get Didn't off a plane the Chiefs and, and people go, have to do that during COVID go to a, go to a field and do all that stuff. It's not out of the realm of possibility, right? It's not at all. But I felt like, I felt like them leaving in the wee hours this morning, probably negated today. Probably so. Probably but so. Wednesday, maybe, or, Pete, or maybe Pete we don't know. Sweeney kind of outlined to the NFL getting on like a four day mm-hmm. window might be, but we don't know. We don't know. So we'll deliver you what we hear um, when it's correct <laughs> and uh, not necessarily first. That's all I've said today. It's like, we're not going to be first. We're going to try to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's chat with uh, with Derek Johnson, forever a Chiefs linebacker, normally joins us uh, for, for game reaction. And uh, instead, kind of want to get your perspective, DJ. Uh, you you obviously played the game. You played the game at this high level and and now you you watch it like the the rest of us. We've often said you you've joined us in in fandom. How did you uh, take in last night's what was probably the the biggest game of the season for the Chiefs? Not involving the Chiefs last night. I mean, we were all dialed into this one. Yeah, we were, we were all anticipating this game, uh, especially tonight uh, or last night. But uh, at the same time, when when um, uh, Demar fell down. When that young player fell down, I mean, everything went out the window. It was just like, all right, it's all about him and his family uh, trying to, you know, see about his health. Because that's at the end of the day, uh, we, we we play a game, and sometimes uh, uh, we get we get caught up. I'm talking about as a player, we get caught up into, you know, this battlefield and you know, almost soldier like, you know, mentality. And 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 it's not, it's not, it's a game. And that's the reality of it, and uh, you know we very we're very fortunate. And when something like that happens, it really hits home for all of us as, as players, as fans. Obviously, uh, last night with all the support that he's gotten um, since last night, uh, but it's 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 I've played this game for a long time and watched a lot of football. I've never seen that before. And uh, when you when you have a surprise like that. Um, um, when somebody's fighting for their life, it's uh, it's all that everything else goes out the window. Uh, obviously, if you know that you know with flexing the game and figuring out that whole you know it's the end of the season. It's a lot different when it's a you know beginning of the season and when you can you have time to flex things or figure it out. But um, we we've been through not this situation before with Demar, but. When it comes to COVID, just like you just mentioned um, about just uh, just uh, uh, being able to adjust on the fly, and they'll figure it out. Honestly, it may be a little bit of a mess right now on you know when they're going to play, if they're going to fly the same day, and they're going to do it you know today, tomorrow, whatever. They'll figure it out. It'll happen. But the biggest thing right now is being able to get the more back to you know. Back to 100%. Because uh, uh, don't get me wrong, it's one thing to get back to to playing football, but it's another thing to get back to being around your family and friends. That's a lot more important. When you look at this situation, I can't help but think about what you guys went through when Jovan Belcher had the murder suicide happen at the facility, and you guys played the next day. 
DJ, what was that like, having that situation happen and turning around and playing the next day? Yeah, that's, that's um, ironic you asked about that. I, I was talking to my wife last night, and um, um, I, I, I was reminiscing on that, and I was in my mind, I was like, we probably shouldn't have played that game, honestly. Um, that happened the day before. A lot of events happened uh, with his fiance passing, which is a big deal, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've got a murder on your hands and then somebody, um, 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 a player killing themselves, suicide on on the campus, you know, on um, on, on the Chiefs uh, organization campus, but um, right in front of the facility at that. Um, but um, that's that's a big deal. That's a that's a that's a whole that's a whole nother segment. Honestly, uh, uh, not to get into the uh, to the situation that Belcher um, had going on, but um, um, it was hard for everybody. That that was that was playing with heavy hearts the next day. I mean, it it, it was it was bad. Honestly, it was really bad. It's not I, honestly. The, I don't think. You know, if that would have happened, hopefully that never happens again. Um, but in today's game, I just think they would get more caution, uh, be more cautionary and say, hey, no game today, inflect it. I mean, in our magnitude at that time at the game, it wasn't even, I mean, we were just playing. Two teams wasn't that good. Well, I think we lost the game, too. No, you Carolina. won. You beat them. Oh, see, you look at that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you could tell. How how much that game was not important. I don't even. I know a lot of games. I know a lot of stats, a lot of plays. But that game was a blur to us. Honestly, that so, really was a blur to us. So how did you guys hold it together? Like like take us through after that happened and then leading up to that. Like how did you even get out there and play a game after something like that happened? Well, being an NFL, um, um, uh, you you have to uh, suppress a lot of. Um, emotion you got to suppress a lot of uh, feelings you have to do your job under any circumstance that's just how we're built that's how we function uh and and believe it or not we function well in, in chaos and uh, uh some kind of chaos is is not healthy you know uh don't get me wrong we 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 go through a lot and we 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 uh we 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 grind um our bodies and our minds through football and and figure things out but some things it, we're not human, humanly just you know um equipped to do and uh the Javon, uh, Javon Belcher situation was was a key uh, um i guess event that 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 reminds you that we're we're human, man. We're human, and we, we shouldn't have been playing at all. That's the first thing I said to my wife. Like, man, I'm just thinking, like, as the, as these players, I'm thinking maybe they'll play tomorrow. And now I'm thinking, well, we, you know, when when that happened with Javon, and and it was, you know, it was final. Like this was a this was a this was a two people dead. We still had to play the next day, and uh, I mean, you think about Jamal Charles, his his wife. Um, um, cousin, that was her. Um, she was related to and really close to her, related to you know um, to to her cousin that that passed away, that was murdered. So I mean, you talk, talk about Jamal, you know, dealing with all that, and you know, Javon Belcher, my probably closest buddy on the team, him and Tumba. So that was the for me. That was that was man. That was honestly a, a nightmare, very a nightmare. So. 
CJ, like mindset wise, though, like how how did you even take the field knowing all that? That's my biggest concern. Like, how can the Bills and Bengals go back out on a field after witnessing a player almost die, have to get CPR? Like, how were you able to go out there and play and feel like you were doing that in a safe manner as well? Yeah, you. Uh, it you, like I said, you just you 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 have to um, you. you hope that the NFL makes the right decision and not, you know, think of the players first and not think of, you know, the situation of games and all this other stuff that, that, that we're going to figure out at some point, but it's all about that particular player and, and, and just the, the well-being, the health. We got to take more precautionary on people's health because, you know, we're not robots out there. We're not. And I, and I just, and I can just see how, um, as DeMar is getting worked on how just the reaction from his players and, and Cincinnati's uh, players just all just in an uproar, like, I mean, emotionally, emotional wreck, which they should be. And I, I don't even know how you can possibly get out there in the game and, and, and play honestly. And, but don't, don't, don't get me wrong. As, as NFL players, I've seen people still go out there of, you know, not in this situation, but, crazy head that somebody get knocked out or something, you still have to, you know, you still have to go out there and perform at a high level, at a high level. Uh, it's not right. It's not right. I'm glad that they did not finish the game and uh, they'll figure that out. Like, well, in a few weeks, it, it'll, this will be behind us, but uh, it's, it's all about DeMar. It's all about DeMar and, and the well-being of his, his health as 24 year old kids. DJ it might be different now, but did the NFL, at some level, asked you guys if you could play? I mean, was there a polling of the team? Was there a – or was it we just wait for what the NFL decides? How did how did that transpire, if you remember? During our time yeah. uh, in 2012? Yeah. Um, no, no, nobody nobody asked nothing. Um, I mean, you, you think about uh, – now I'm bringing up some dark times right now. Uh, you, 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 um, you think about – um, Romeo Cornell, you think about uh, Coach Gary Gibbs, our linebacker coach. You think about um, 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 the GM at that time. Who was the GM? Um, it wasn't Pioli. Scott Pioli, yeah. Pioli. These, these guys are, by the way, just, I'm painting a picture for you. These guys are out there in front of Javon after, you know, after this whole thing, and, and they saw this point blank. So um, for that to happen and for them to coach, you know, for them to suppress that too, it's a it's a big deal, man. I, and and no, the NFL didn't no, not at all. Didn't didn't ask. Didn't didn't no. It was it was it was a big you know moment of silence before the game. And hey, let's get going. You know, what if the NFL had asked? What would you have said? No, not at all. Not at all. I wouldn't have played at all. Yeah. If I had that option, I, I didn't even. That's how much we're we are um, uh, we are programmed to play on Sunday. Is I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't even know like you could even fight it, honestly. Um, but no, not at all. Not even a chance. No, I wouldn't even. No, I would have. No, not at all. What do you think is going to happen in NFL facilities today? Guys are probably starting to arrive, obviously, on the East Coast and here in the Central Time Zone, getting to their facilities today with the Saturday games that we're going to have. What do you think those conversations are going to be like? What do you think the players are going to be saying about all this? 
Well, I mean, uh, I think they're going to appreciate the game more. Um, and it's it's sad that sometimes we have to have a tragedy. Uh, I shouldn't say tragic because um, I, I don't want to put, you know, things in the air, but um, we have to have some kind of situation like this to, to uh, um, um, make us appreciate um, the game that we play, the kids' game that we play, and how privileged that we are uh, and honored to play this game uh, and get paid to do this. Um, I think it's just going to be uh, more of, um, of, 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 of of hugging, more of grabbing hands, more of being more of unified when it comes to all the teams, just because um, obviously we care. I mean, we don't know DeMar from, from no, you know, he, he's another player. I don't know him at all. Mm-hmm. Most players, you know, they don't. But when he goes down and being a football player, you know he's he's in the same game we in, and he he's he's putting his life on the line, and uh, uh and and it was, you know, almost taken last night. So, um, um, but it's just be more appreciation and more talks about you know appreciating this this great game we play, and um, hopefully we can stay safe and and being able to uh, um, uh, make sure we pivot the right way through the NFL when something like this happened. Uh, unfortunately, this probably won't be the last time something like this happens over the years of football. So uh, hopefully we can learn from this and uh, uh, just um, um, appreciate our health more. In your opinion, DJ, should they pause this week of the NFL season and just push everything back a week? You know what? <laughs> that would would that probably piss a bunch of people off, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm yeah. kind of leaning that way as well. Well, DJ, I wish there was better, uh, you know, conversation to be had this morning. I uh, hope you have a great start to your new year, and uh, we'll and talk for, to you and again. Thanks for sharing and, yeah, again. Thanks tough, for sharing tough that moments, stuff, man. Put you on the spot, and I, I appreciate your your candor. Because we, you know, we we weren't inside that locker room obviously the day that that happened, but I remember being down there that next day after that game and and seeing the Can't reaction you guys, you guys and yeah. remember talking to one player who looked at me and went, "What am I supposed to say?" I'm like, I, "I don't know, man. Like, I got nothing for you. You got nothing for me." It was like, it was it was a surreal situation. The fact that you guys did play through that is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's and it's ironic. It's crazy that you asked, like, "Hey, you know." about winning the game. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I thought we lost. Like yeah. I, that's how I felt. I felt that we lost anyway, because, you know, heart was heavy. You, I mean, mentally you're, you're, you're in a wreck. I mean, it's, you know, two people dead the day before. So, I mean, it's a, uh, uh, yeah, big, big deal, but yeah. healthy talks though. This is, this was good. I appreciate it. Yeah. You got it, my man. You got it. Anything else you, uh, you need to, to, to get off your chest? Are you good? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate it. Okay, man. I don't want to leave you hanging. If you ever need anything, holler at me. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Derek Johnson with us here on, and I mean that too. Holler at me if if you need to talk about something, man. Anybody out there listening, I'll, I'll listen. I'll answer the phone. I'll talk to you. If you got something that's bothering you, holler at me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how. I know it presents a problem for the NFL. I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> either. Don't, like, yeah. Like, they shouldn't. It doesn't feel like they should be playing. Much no. like last night, like it doesn't feel like it's going to come from the players. And, and I'm not just talking about the Bills or the Bengals. I'm talking about the entire the league. entire NFL. Yeah, there are meetings that are happening. I guarantee you, right now, I guarantee you, the players' association is meeting or has already met last night because everybody was up watching the game. Whoever the executive council is, I'm sure they were all getting you know kind of their thoughts together and what they want to do and how they want to 
you know, proceed moving forward. And, you know, I, I see a lot of texts coming in that are kind of making me a little angry this morning about, oh, this is, you know, this happens, this is real. No, this this is not. You know, you, you, you don't go to work. Like, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't know if you were coming in today. And I was scared poopless. I just overslept. It wasn't I, I know, but you, you, do, you don't know, right? And, and I'm walking around this I appreciate building. your concern, but mine was just, uh, I'm a dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but still. But when you don't know that, and I called you four times, you didn't yeah, answer. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. your wife involved. Like, <laughs> What's going on? You know, so when I'm walking around this building, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I can. I, make, I, I don't know that I could do a radio show if something had happened to you. Okay? I appreciate that. I don't know how these guys can go out there and play in a in a football game after witnessing what they saw last night. Yeah. It's going to take days, weeks yeah. to get over what was witnessed in that game from those guys who for us the average Joe will be over this by Thursday and we'll be ready for football. That's just the way it works. But for the guys who participate in the sport that make their not living in the sport, not going to be you that heard, easy. You hear Derek. It's 12 years ago. You hear Derek and and it wasn't it wasn't easy. They kind of slept, walk through it. Yeah. And he'd rather they didn't. Right. Yeah. Because that's not safe. Yeah. Uh, I thought the two coaches were fantastic last night from afar, from what we could see and went a long way to getting, getting it right last night for the NFL. Also, we'll chat with uh, chiefs color analyst, former NFL player, Danon Hughes as well. He'll join us at 830 next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back in on a Tuesday along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams producing. Uh, we're going to head uh, to Buffalo. My uh, sideline counterpart, he's been on the show with us before, is uh, Sal Capaccio. Uh, of the uh, the Bills Radio Network back in uh, Buffalo. And, Sal, thanks for joining us under uh, extremely unprecedented uh, circumstances. I know you and I were texting a little bit back and forth last night. First and foremost, I wanted to make sure you were okay. Uh, and then and then, and then, then secondly, um, this this is not the the NFL we all expected to, like, tune in for last night. I backed my car out of the garage so I could get satellite radio so I could hear you guys on the broadcast uh, I thought you guys did a tremendous job of, of keeping calm, keeping every uh, Bills fan informed. Uh, I just want to say I thought you and the broadcast crew were terrific last night. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I appreciate you reaching out to me last night. Um, you know, we, we have our own fraternity here, the, the people who are on the sidelines and do this job. I heard from several sideline reporters. We've all seen a lot of stuff. We've all been involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't think any of us has ever seen anything like this, right? I mean, in, in our lifetimes, in our, our professional jobs, maybe even personally, like at a, at a game sporting event of some sort, uh, this is unprecedented. And to be honest with you, like last night talking about it, you know, that was as our jobs, as you know, we're trying to inform everybody while this is happening and you're processing it. Right. So, you know, we get back at, I, I find the team charter. We get back at two forty-five last night. And I'm back here in Buffalo and you know, I wake up this morning and my first thing is to check on if there's any news on DeMar. There isn't, there's no update other than what the bills put out last night. But you know, now I sit here with it and you know, I'm processing it more than I did last night, to be quite honest with you. And thinking back to everything that happened last night and, and the emotions just come back out because as tough as it was last night, it's a little tougher this morning to be quite honest with you, because last night it was my job to report on it. Now I'm sitting with it and thinking about it and, you know, talking with someone like you helps and, you know, we talk through it and things like that. And um, I, I just, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Sal, what was the flight like back? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's only so many things I could say about the, the, you know, team playing, you know, and, and being on it. So I'll just leave it at this guys that anytime you have a night game anyway, it's pretty quiet because people are, you know, doing work or sleeping. And obviously you could imagine it was somber and quiet last night. So I, it's really all I can say on that. Yeah. The decision to, to, to pack up and, and, and go, I'm, I'm amongst, amongst many decisions that happened last night, but to, to, to send that team back, uh, couldn't have been a quick process, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of confusion last night, you know, for a lot of reasons, obviously, you know, whether you're sitting in the stands or you're me on the sidelines reporting on it, you're a player, um, coaches, staff. I mean, we had everything from Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor in the tunnel talking on a phone with the league to the ownership of both teams getting together and the officials involved to that to, okay, once we knew the game was postponed, what are we doing? Are we here? Are we staying? Are we going home? There was a time where we were all in the media. We couldn't even go like past a certain area. And you know how it works, Josh, when we're kind of like you're in the media room there, the post-game interview room, and you can kind of walk back and forth. 
like we couldn't even go by the locker room. We had to stay in a little area and we were waiting and waiting. We waited there for maybe a good 40 minutes, 45 minutes. By the time we got on the bus, I would say it was a good hour after that because there were, as you know, by now, there were players from the bills at the hospital and they waited for those players to even come back to get back on the buses before we even went to the airport. Um, so those decisions were being made kind of in real time. There was so much going on. There was so much confusion. Confusion. I don't know. And, you know, I'm texting with my wife saying, I think I'm coming home tonight. I'm not really sure. I don't really know what's going on here. Um, so you know, at the end of the, at the end of the night, obviously, you know, we, we did wind up going and all of the, all of the players other than Demar, of course, came back. Uh, Brandon Bean, general manager, Brandon Bean is still in Cincinnati at university of Cincinnati medical center uh, with Demar. I don't know if anybody's traveling there today, uh, but the I was part of the crew that came back last night, the uh, team, and all the other players came back and coaches on, on the team playing last night. You know, Sal, you could see the raw emotion of the players and the coaches on the field. What was it like for you on the field to see that raw emotion? I mean, to see Stefan Diggs, you know, crying and to see Coach McDermott, Sh- Coach McDermott yeah. you know, in tears as well. What was that moment like for you to see, oh, my God, real raw emotion going on? Well, I'm going to try to hold it together here for a second, guys. So that was one thing, and it was tough. You see these guys who are larger than life and tougher than life, and they're just sobbing in each other's shoulders. And I saw Jaquan Johnson with a towel over his face, and he was just bawling, and one of the coaches trying to console him. But what really got to me was, I look over and there's a woman in a number three jersey, a blue jersey. That's Demar's mom, and she's trying to get on the field. And she's—I'm one of only a few people still are left on the sidelines. All of everybody else was on the field. You know, they were forming this big, big circle, and they didn't want anybody to see what was going on with their performing CPR, the players and coaches and staff. So, like the entire organization was out there, and I'm, you know, a member of the media, and I'm on the field on the sidelines, and I see Dane Jackson get the attention of the team chaplain to tell to, to that Demar's mom is down there. And I see Demar and Demar's mom looks at me. She looks at him and she tried to get on the field and she says, he wants to be with her son. And that was tough. And they, they finally got her to an area where she can get on the field because um, there, there was no access to where she was to get on the field. And they finally were able to get her down and she was able to get in the ambulance with him. And I was told his dad was in the ambulance with him as well. And they're, they're with him, but, you know, it was, um, as you can tell, I'm sorry. It was really emotional. No, you, you you got me when you when you said there's his mom. You know, you, you, you start to think as, as a parent what that would be like to see your child going through something that you can't help fix, you know? Like as parents, we're, we're trying to always fix everything for our kids and make sure that everything's right for them. And to be in that situation as a parent where you can't do something and feel helpless, I can't. I, I'm speaking from a dad of, of two kids right now. Yep. I can't imagine what that would be like for me if I was in that type of situation and that was my kid out there. You know, and, um, you know, I, I played this game since I was a little kid. I coached high school football for 10 years in Florida. I've, you know, been around that, you know, people getting injured and parents being concerned. And, you know, you love your kids so much. I'm the parent of a nine-year-old who plays a lot of sports. Um, so I'm right there with you, man. And, you know, when that happened and, you know, at that time, and I don't even think, you know, she didn't even at the time realize, I don't think the severity because we're, it was still kind of in the early stages, but I think back and 
I wonder what she saw, what she didn't see. Did she see them working and doing CPR on her son on the field, right? And uh, those images are going to stay in my brain for forever. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to say this too. The, the medical staff that, that got to him, they, they, they saved his life. The people on the field saved his life. I mean, we know that now. They performed CPR for nine minutes. And, you know, we hope that his life is saved and he's still in critical condition. But to have the quick response to get on the field and to do what they had to do in the time frame they had to do it, um, you know, that was really they, – they deserve to be talked about. And also the security at the stadium, the fans, Bengals fans, Bills fans, it, it, first class all the way, man, like hugging each other, supporting each other. Um, you know, everybody's just a lot of confusion, but there was a lot of love and emotion in that stadium last night because everyone – understood the gravity of what was happening when going back to your question, looking around and seeing those players and so emotional. And, um, you know, you knew, you knew that this was a truly awful situation. Sal Capaccio, Bills Radio Network, uh, my sideline counterpart on the, uh, the sidelines for the uh, Bills, obviously part of the uh, broadcast last night. I know impossible question to, to, to answer, but I mean, we're just looking at it from the outside. Like how can you ask these guys to go play like tomorrow whenever how 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 can anybody ask them to go do this yeah right i i don't think anybody can i was on conference call, a conference call with the uh excuse me with the league last night uh they made some executives available including troy vincent and jeff miller um and they even started the conference call by saying that they were not going to answer any questions about the you know future of the game and they were just and you know rightfully so um that stuff hasn't even been discussed or if it is, it's being discussed way in the back room somewhere, people who are trying to figure some stuff out, you know, to, to going forward. But I know it's not being here. It's not between the, the two teams right now, uh, the players. And, you know, you're going to have to have the players from the Buffalo Bills have more information on their teammate before I didn't think they're even going to go down that road. Um, I will tell you that, um, you know, when everybody, you know, he keeps asking about, well, I had, a, I had a train of thought here. I was going to bring something up. I just totally lost my train of thought about it, but we don't know exactly what's going on with that. Um, we will hear. Oh, I know what it was that one thing that I, I think is beyond the game itself, guys. How about just going to the facility, going in the locker room, DeMar Hamlin's locker there, being with your teammates. I'm sure they want to be with each other and be around each other, but you know, people talk about, going forward with the game, I think about going forward to work mm -hmm. and having these guys go in. And I will tell you, the Buffalo Bills are at the forefront of being on top of having every resource available for the mental health component of these players. They're very much into it. Um, you know, lots of teams have been doing this a lot lately. Uh, they've been, you know, really on top of making sure that their players have all the mental health resources available to them. The bills are very, very, very much into that. And I think that's going to be first and foremost over the next couple of days. Sal, thanks for a few minutes this morning. Um, first and foremost, I'm glad you're okay. Um, if you need anything, reach out. All right. All right, Josh. Thanks buddy. All right. Let's sell Capaccio, the uh, bills sideline reporter uh, joining us from uh, WGR in Buffalo on uh, he was right there. And I listened to broadcast last night. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they were calm. They were kept the information going. As you mentioned, today is probably tougher on everybody. On everybody, yeah. In in, in Buffalo specifically, um, and how they're processing that. And the latest, uh, DeMar Hamlin remains hospitalized 
in Cincinnati. There's been no update on his condition since last night. Revived on the field, brought to the hospital, still doing more. He mentioned that the general manager stayed behind. Everybody else traveled back to uh, to Buffalo mm-hmm. and uh, kind of in wait and see mode now involving uh, what's next. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Um, Chiefs color analyst uh, Danon Hughes joining us this morning for our, our normal slot on a Tuesday. And uh, Danon, certainly this is taking on a much different vibe. We thought probably that was, I, I thought last night was going to be the biggest Chiefs game and the Chiefs weren't even involved in it. Um, certainly took on a, a much different uh, note. We were all watching here in Kansas City. We were all paying attention. Everybody was paying attention to what was going on uh, in that game. And uh, obviously you wanted to get your I guess fan side of things now, but also your former player side of things, what you saw transpire last night. Yeah, man, I've been around this game for a long time and, uh, you know, seen a lot of things on the field, off the field, a lot of injuries, sustained some myself, uh, nothing to the level of this. Um, And it's scary. I mean, it's when real life hits you in the face. And although we want to, you know, there's, there's a, different level that we keep players at because they are athletes and whether it's a, there's a, a bias or a, an envy or jealousy or what have you uh, that people have, uh, you know, stigmas or, or what have you about players, there's real life that happens. And all, these guys are doing a job that are entertaining millions of people around the world. And but there's still a real life. There's still a real life human being inside those jerseys that go through things on and off the field. And, uh, you know, there are times where uh, we or or many people outside the game want to criticize and and critique and, and toss shade at and make fun of. But when you see real life hit you in the face like that, I think it brings everybody back around to reality and uh when listening to the bills uh the bills guy you had just on talking about the players hugging each other and then talking about the fans hugging each other and you watching uh, i'm watching espn and you're seeing uh, Bengals fans outside the hospital like that's when the reality hits you in the face and that's where humanity you kind of get a, 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 a reprieve on humanity with all the stuff that goes on in this world and in this country and politics and everything else. Like these are the real life situations where you kind of love to see where people come together for a common cause of empathy, not just for the player that's hurt in DeMar Hamlin, but for every other guy that wears a jersey. And uh, and I know we, we were focusing on the Bills and the Bengals, but you know, there's our chiefs guys that are in the locker room today mm-hmm. and there's some fear that going, that is resonating in that locker room and every other NFL locker room and every other NBA and, and, and every other and NHL and all the sports around that are like, wow, like, like I, I knew it could happen, but, and we've seen it before on the basketball court, um, you know, Hank gathers, Reggie Lewis, and there's several others in different sports, but like it smacks you in the face of reality now. So yeah, there's a lot of prayers going justifiably to DeMar Hamlin, his family and everybody surrounding that situation. But we also need to recognize that this is something that resonates in every locker room today. Um, and we got to keep those guys up in prayer and lift them up as well. 
Danon, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I want to know from a guy who played in this league, you're watching this happen last night. What's the, the conversation going to be like in the other 30 facilities today that weren't involved in that game last night? The first thing I know as a player, I'd be walking in the locker room and I'd go to each one of my guys and tell them I love them and I appreciate them. And I know and I recognize that you are putting your life on the line along with me for a common goal, for a love of the game, for service to within the community and everything, every other bullet point that follows that. But I'm going to each guy telling them I love them and I recognize it. Um, because oftentimes, as players, we don't hear that. What we hear is, you know, fantasy football stats. What we hear is wins and losses. What we hear is great plays, dumb plays, and all the critiques that go along with it. But we never really hear, like, the heartfelt grasping of somebody by the arm, hugging them and telling them, yo, I love you. Because I know from a player that they're – and you guys have been around when, when it's alumni weekend and um, we all get together. There's a common thread that is a part of that, that group getting together. And like, I can, I can not see guys for years, for decades, but soon as I lay eyes on them, there's an automatic, just by eye contact, like a respect of like, I, I can see you walking a little bit with a limp. I can see, that maybe you're not your your full self physically or mentally, and I appreciate that. Like that's that's the kind like when we go golf and when we are at alumni weekend or when we just are together. There's like that common eye contact, that common connection. That like I know what you did for me. I know what you did for our team. I know what you went through, uh, and maybe nobody else does, but I do. And so as a player in the locker room, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm making sure everybody knows that I love them and I appreciate them because oftentimes that's not said or when it's said, it's usually said in a glancing way. Um, But it's real now. And every step that we take on this field together, we are together. We're brothers and and it's all about loving each other. However, the scoreboard uh, unfolds at the end of the game. So uh, for the players, it's, it's going to be heavy on their minds. You definitely have the mental uh, health aspect, and I'm sure all other 30 teams are going to be at the forefront. Like the meetings change today. Mm-hmm. The installation of game plan changes today. The practice schedule changes today, and it's going to be more about mental health, making sure everybody is mentally in the right place as opposed to just about football. Yeah, that that's the thing, Dana, is like, you know, mentally for me, I I I I don't know, like I'm gonna continue to tell the story. Josh was late today. We couldn't get a hold of him. And I could feel my heart sink, my stomach sink. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Where the hell's Josh? Like it was a scary moment for me. Okay, that's nothing like what I was would a happen. dummy just he forgot overslept. to set his alarm yeah, overslept. Yeah, but yeah. you know, when you call a person four times and they don't answer, it's rude. Um, <laughs> even if it is five thirty in the morning. Uh, so I know how I was feeling today with, with just that situation. Just you know, Josh as as my coworker, somebody I've been with for thirteen years. I can't imagine what's going on inside these locker rooms where these guys are essentially with each other more than they're with their families from July fifteenth 
to now. Like, I, I just can't imagine them looking at each other going, hey, let's go out there and play on Saturday. Let's take care of business. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of reevaluating around the entire NFL. I'm, I'm thinking, Dana, we, we did have like a, a kind of a fallout when uh, the concussion talks were actually kind of getting real and the, and the real yeah. information came out and we had players reevaluate and, and a few step away and step away in their prime. I, I got to imagine something like this might have that same residual effect. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I always say, and I remember hearing it from a, a pastor, Tony Evans, a very popular pastor years and years ago, things don't get real until they get personal. And when you're able to assess a situation whether it's your marriage, whether it's your family structure, whether it's financially, whether it's health, uh, physical health, mental health, uh, what have you, you, you internalize it to be being real for yourself. And then you have to make a conscious decision. I mean, these are grown men with families, with bills, with, you know, obligations, et cetera. And there are going to be some that have just said, you know what, this is the life I've chosen. And I'm going to go as long as possible with it. I'm going to pray about it and just continue my profession. And then there are going to be guys in there that be like, you know what? This ain't worth it no more. Like, this isn't this like I'm done with this. Like, I'm already dealing with X, Y and Z uh, injury. I'm already dealing with these things that are off the field. Uh, I have to, like you said, I spend so much time over here. I'm not able to, to heal with my family. I'm not able to address some of the things that are going on in my marriage, in my relationships, et cetera. And now this, like, I'm just kind of done. Uh, I, I had a conversation uh, with some uh, people in the NFL just last week, as strangely as it sounds, just last week about the mental health aspect of former players. And uh, one of the former players, and I won't mention his name, was speaking with uh, this mental health professional and spoke about, you know, the mindset of I'm still being, and this is the person that's been out of the league for two or three years. Like I'm still coming to grasp the, and, and trying to grasp the, 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 the factor of, what I felt, what I, what I put on that field, what I felt in that locker room, what I felt on that field is something that I'll never feel again. And that's something that's kind of hampered that person for two years now. And so that's just one aspect. So, yeah, there are guys that are going to, like, have a reality check in them. They might have been just not, not saying that they were going through the motions, but they were playing with a different mindset for a long time. And now they are just feeling like, you know what? Like I might just finish this season out and like my life is more important than throwing it on the line on a football field and and a possible collision or health or what have you. So yeah, there's going to be some uh, reality checks with each person and the families. Like, you know, it's one thing to say for me in the locker room, I have to make that decision but the other aspect is I'm going to have to come home and my wife or my parents or my loved ones might want to sit down with me and they might want to be a part of that decision-making process as well. So now you have, you, you've amplified this situation because they have an opinion. Yeah. It's my life. 
yeah, I'm bringing home the money and I'm paying the bills and I'm playing a game that I had dreamed about playing for my entire life. But my wife is sitting next to me in bed and recognizing when I'm talking and turning because of the discomfort and pain and, and angst that I'm going through. And she has an opinion about that that might differ. So now you have a situation of, I wouldn't say conflict, but you have that dynamic going on in your life as well. So there's going to be, it's going to be a steamrolling effect uh, within the locker room. And, and as you mentioned, I would not be surprised if by the end of this season, we start to see some, some guys step away from the game that maybe were on the fence. And this is kind of one of those cementing factors. Do you think the league will push the week back, Danon? Uh, yeah, I, I think that, from a football standpoint, and let's make it clear, we're not elevating football above uh, health or the situation, but there has to be a discussion about football at some point. And from a football standpoint, I think that would be the smartest move. And although from an NFL standpoint or from a player standpoint, you, you would love to have that bye week, um, I could totally understand them saying we're putting everybody on the same playing field and we're, there's not going to be that playoff bye week. We're just going to, uh, you know, I mean, because for these two teams, if they're involved, like they're just going to play through and we're going to play through the playoffs. So I don't, I don't know how you can say you can move the Super Bowl back or if you decide that you're not going to have that one week bye between the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, just cancel that week, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, the la- I think the last time they didn't have a bye week was my rookie year when we went to the AFC championship and played Buffalo, mm-hmm. that, that we were going to go right back to Kansas city and then turn around and jump right on a plane to go to, I think it was in Atlanta that year without a bye week in between the AFC championship and the, the super bowl. But that would probably be the smartest way to go is just, um, but it's, un- but it's a situation where you're, you're doing it for two teams. So I know that dynamic comes into play, but any other situation or any other scenario is unfair from a football standpoint. It's very unfair to the Bills and the Bengals um, in that scenario. So it's going to be a tough decision and want to make sure that people understand that although we are feeling for DeMar Hamlin, the Bills players and all the other players, the Bengals players, there's still an aspect of football that's going to have to resume at some point. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they handle that. Danon, thanks for a few minutes this morning. We'll be, uh, I guess, monitoring what's going on. This is a weird week, man. It's going to be, this is going to be an unprecedented week for how the NFL responds. I don't know if there's a good solution for them or not. I think they're going to be criticized either way, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of follow and see where we're, we don't know, right? Like you and I don't know. Is there, is there a Saturday? Um, Is there a, is there a, today for the, for the rest of the NFL, how they handle it. It's going to be uh, fascinating. Dana, thanks for a few minutes. All right. Thanks, guys. That's a Chiefs color analyst, Dana Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver as well, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. You know, some of the stuff that he had to say, though, about, you know, it, it affects the Bills and, and the Bengals. I'm not so sure it doesn't affect everybody right now. I mean, I, I just, I, you know, call me naive, but I can't imagine walking into a facility today and looking at the rest of my teammates going, you ready to roll on Saturday? You ready to roll on Sunday after yeah. what we just saw? Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of talking that needs to take place and a lot of guys that are probably – 
and rightfully so, very scared, very upset, very uneasy based on what we saw last night. I think there's a lot of healing that needs to go on around the NFL before we even worry about playing. Yeah, the, the NFL, and, and then if we look at that, the NFL can pause. Like you mentioned, there's at the end of it, there's, a, there's almost like a built-in, there's a built-in break. Right. Before the Super Bowl. Correct. Right? There's that entire you could week. Back the back whole thing, you could back the whole thing up. First and foremost, the first game that's on the schedule to be rescheduled is this one. Is this one, yeah. Because this is week 17 still for that. Okay. For them. Yeah. If they ain't ready to play, then no one's ready to, you know what right. I mean? Right. Like, I'm, I'd be like, until we know you guys are good, no one's going. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll get to that stage, but... I mean, if if this uh, you hate to say it too, if this game didn't have playoff implications, you could just you could just bag it, right? This one you can't, right? You can't, no. So I, I would think you wait and see how are they doing, how are they coping, when can they play? Then we'll go from there. I thought the two coaches last night were awesome, by the way. Yeah, they were great. Um, and I I thought kind of led the way. There's going to be a bunch of consternation about whether or not they were given a five minute warm up or who authorized it, or if there was authorization or whatever. I thought the two coaches put a stop to that right away. And yeah. I thought that was the best. Well, part. the guy like, started warming up. I mean, they showed Joe Burrow start to throw yeah. passes and get set. I'm so like, wow. I don't know if that was just like a, almost like a, like just go and we'll decide where we're going. Just, you guys just go. And I don't know how that went down. There's going to be a lot of, you know, finger pointing. If, if that's how it went down, I think, Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought when, when Sean McDermott, because if that really did happen and they were told, Hey, you got five minutes to get this game started. Come on. Do you think the players are ever going to trust the owners in the league again? Never. When Sean McDermott came on the field with the the officials and Zach Taylor came over and you saw the emotion in Sean McDermott's eyes Mm -hmm. at that point in time, that was, that was the moment I said, okay, you gotta, you gotta stop the coach. The coaches are usually the ones that they're, they're in charge of, people right keeping everybody calm he wasn't in any capacity to coach that game and that was the moment where I thought okay this is this is where you got to stop the 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 coach clearly can't go on here Mm -hmm. and I I thought that he and Zach Taylor it felt like to me kind of led the way like they they made the decision for the NFL at that stage. Well, like, yeah, we stop. we're stopping this. We got to stop. And then once they decided that it was over, then the league rightfully made the decision that it was over again. People wanted an immediate, immediate reaction from the league. That just isn't going to happen. We have to stop living in this world where we think we're going to get immediate results and immediate answers for things that happen. You, you, you can't expect that. And, I thought the league, for the most part, did their job last night. They they handled the situation. They made sure the player was okay before they even talked about the game. And that's what it should have been about. I, I just don't have the fake anger for the NFL like you know social media did last night. My only, yeah, but I would have liked to see the commissioner speak. And maybe night. he speaks today. Yeah, maybe too, he does. You yeah. know, and you got to get your thoughts and together. I'm, and too, I'm not saying you know? he wasn't involved. They put out a statement last night. I, I think it, it would have been more reassuring for me, mm-hmm. just me singularly as a, like a, a football fan, uh, that the the commissioner was the one that says I got this. Yeah. I don't know, have all the answers for you right now, but I got this. Just just hearing him and seeing him last night, I think would have gone a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I I'd, I'd rather have him. Have a plan he didn't have in to place, have all, but he didn't have to have all the answers to me. It right, was, he didn't have to take any questions. It would just have simply said, "Look, our right now, our entire focus is on Demar Hamlin, right, and what we can do. The rest of it can wait." And he just go, he's because everybody like 
he was the one that goes, everybody just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Um, pause. We'll regroup. We'll figure it out. This isn't the time. I would have liked to just have seen him last night. That would have helped me mm-hmm. anyway. I don't know. Well, hopefully we see him later on today. He's got a plan in place. Everything's going to be okay uh, with, with Hamlin, and we can and we can move forward from that standpoint. Because until we hear that he's going to be okay, nobody needs to be talking about no. when we're playing a football no, game. You're absolutely right. Uh, we'll get the uh, we'll kind of regroup and get the latest on uh, what we know. Uh, there's a lot we don't know, but again, today our focus was getting it right, not first, and uh, we'll kind of sort through what we do know at this point. Uh, in time. We'll get to that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 